And good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Dwayne Podcast, episode 15, um, number eight, week eight of NRRL competition in the books, or week eight of football in sense. You know, we, we just had round five. And I was just looking through my Facebook um, news feed on, on this day, and it was this day that you, you were in a very different place. Um, we were at Kingston Smith Park calling our second grand final, you and me, Crossy, and Mickey <laughs> made his debut for Mark Goff Media. <laughs> Um, and it was very, very different scenario. Um, Subway sandwiches and beers and ciders and everything. And I think this time last year, I was um, I was about necking down my sixth schooner after calling that Barnum Herbar game, um, which was it was was it was a pretty it was smoky day to memory, wasn't it, Crossy? Yeah, that made really hazy day, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, but um, here but here we are. We've still got another two, three weeks of regular season then before finals. So. Um, courtesy of the COVID virus, but anyway, anyways, um, given sure the night off, he I guess he did some work on Sunday at the game at Lismore, so he's had the night off. So, Mickey Coleman, Nathan Cross, once again, um, boys, um, how's life in that tweed Gold Coast bubble of yours? Yeah, it's going all right. It was a little bit rainy yesterday on the weekend at the footy down at um, Tweed Coast, but yeah, it's clearing up now. Yeah, grassy. Going good, mate. Yeah, you're right. It was um, was a bit gloomy over the weekend. Father's Day Sunday, not the day I was looking for, boys. On as far as just wanted to go to the beach and <laughs> sit around, sort of Palm Beach, Carumman, and just cruise. But um, I was under an umbrella doing it anyway. Yeah, and I was um, and I was doing um, bidding for Goffy both um, outs first weekend outside of the bubble, which gave me actually, and I'll go into this in a bit in the podcast. Um, gave me a bit more perspective about the how the goal competition is working a little bit too, because uh, so I'm doing the game on Sunday, but of course also did that other code um, on the Saturday at the rugby, but um, that was, that was um, vocal just to say the very least. And I was only talking about the Reggie's game. How did, um, I'll tell you what though, just to get off topic about NRRL and I will cover all the games in a sec, but um, I, w- I the game I did on, on Saturday at the rugby um, out of Ballina, that was my first time I've been to my junior club. And I mean, I go across the road to Dan Murphy's all the time. You know the ground I'm talking about. In 25 years, 25 years, I played, that was the first time I was a little tucker picking up the ball uh, when I first ever picked up a ball. Um, and here's a little bit of trivia for you. Um, I'm not sure how well you guys know your rugby, but are you guys familiar with Chris Hickey, the ex-Waratahs coach? Unfortunately, no, not. No. no, Chris Hickey. Well, he was a Waratahs coach. Um, I was probably in the late two thousands, but he was my um junior coach. So look him up if you haven't seen it. So he was my first ever coach, Chris Hickey. And so um, and so walking through that clubhouse and what the other day, and I'm just seeing um, seeing um old you know pictures and stuff. And there I could see um or when you go into the torts and all the old writing about all the first grade players, I'm seeing 1994 and I could actually, that was, I actually remember going there and I remember that same um, graffiti in the toilets. So it just goes to show, <laughs> no, I just changed. <laughs> Is there any um, welcome back Dwayne signs? No, well, I, don't think, I don't think I was well recognized at the age of eight playing, <laughs> um, right. um, playing under eights, but I um, recognize your voice. That's no. right, the golden no, tonsils. No, I had, I had blonde hair and I was probably about up my knees. But but it goes to show, though, you go from playing in Ballina and playing Union Ballina for four years and doing a whole 360 playing for the Devils in Rugby League. When So, as I said, I was playing juniors when you won the A-grade grand final cross in 96-97. So, 
Um, Mate, I was only, I was only 16 myself, 16, <laughs> 17. So there you yeah, go. Right. So, okay, so that's a history lesson out of the way. So, um, but nevertheless, let's, get, let's cover what was round five. And um, so we'll kick it off with... We'll kick it off with Mullumbar and let me just bring up the score here, 44-8. Mullumbar, and we mentioned that about a week ago, um, Mullumbar finally finding their straps. Now they got Jack Bishop back, I noticed as well. And um, as we'll talk about with Jalen DeGroote later on, he's our guest tonight. Um, and he'll, he'll probably go into how, like, Kujina suffering from injuries, and that was indeed the case once again. Mm. 44-8 after getting revenge when Kujin won that game earlier in the season. And amongst the try scorers, Thomas Vickery scoring a hat-trick, Jack Bishop coming back in a big way, Bailey Cox scored one, Robert Shepard scoring a double, and Adam Walker scoring a double. Joel Heron, Corey Kirkham scoring for Kudgen. Mickey, you were there that Saturday night. Well, and you were do- probably no doubt having a few skewies um, at the league club. Yeah, well, it's funny that you mentioned about going back to the junior grounds. I don't think I've been to Mwollomba Juniors um, in 17 years since I started playing there as a junior. I had no idea that the clubhouse now had all the restaurant up top, the, the you know, NRL was on TV. There was even bloody eight pokies that took 20 of my dollars as well. So I was, I was pretty impressed, hey? Like, it was it was a cool vibe. It was cool to get, um, you know, night footy again. Um, and, and they had Friday night, they had the ladies' league tag, and Saturday night they had the the, the main, oh, the, the men's game. So it was it was, it was was a good atmosphere. So it was good to be back there. Do you know any, um, because obviously we may mention your miss, I plays for the, um, the ladies' team. Is there a reason why they played Friday and the rest on Saturday? I just think they couldn't squeeze it all into one day. Okay. And on the Friday night, they played the junior league tag as well right. at six. Then there was like an under 18s or a 16s game of uh, men's. And then it was the other one. So, okay, but so it, it wasn't, just, worked, one, so it it wasn't just one game and just... No, no, there was three games still. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, on the on the Saturday night, the the A-grade game, it was, it was a little lopsided. It was... Um, uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned the Kujan injuries and, you know, just some noticeable ones that haven't been there for a few weeks. Like, um, you know, Jake Sands, he's got a crooked tailbone, I think he was saying. Yeah. Uh, Bo Ryan hasn't played for a while. Um, Sammy Grant didn't play. Ben O'Gorman didn't play. Yeah. Uh, you know. O'Gorman's no surprise. He had a nasty knack. Or was, or was yeah, it someone he, else? Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, Sam Grant didn't play. So it's it's... Not to use it as an excuse, but you, you knew they were going to be in for a tough night. And it was, yeah. it was um, you know, it was the, the first 10, first quarter, it was 8-4. I mean, mm. Murbar scored some quick tries and, and Kujan answered back with Joel Hare. But then, yeah, the kind of the middle section of the game took its toll on Kujan and just the, um, I guess, the the limited quality of players. And it, Mwollumbar played really well, but I still think they were probably disappointed in their performance there was still mm. a few drop balls there was a lot of penalties it was a very fiery game um there was a lot of stoppages uh, for, for penalties and the refs calling this bloke out and that bloke out but um it, it could have been could have been a lot worse and i and i think you know it's it's a bad scoreline 44 to 8 but yeah. it couldn't manage him to get two tries and it's good to see joel Hare get one but the the other center for mwollumba uh vickery is it yeah, yep. Thomas he said he got a hat trick. Yeah, man, yep. he's just—he's one of my new favorite players yeah. in the whole yeah. league, actually. So I haven't seen much of him, but he's just so quick and he's just deceptive. And mm. uh, I, I think every game I've seen him, he's scored like a—you know—they've scored a long-range try. So it's just wherever he gets the ball, um, he, he's definitely a threat. The the Moolabar forwards played real well as two, laying the platforms down. Um, that 
uh, Big Remy, I think his name is. It's his first game back in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And he, he just brings so much attention. I think players give him unnecessary attention, like where they want to get three and four in, you know, to him. Yeah. And he gets a quick play of the ball, and then the backs are just doing their magic as well. But who, who was that other player you said returned from Ullenbar Dueno? Um, oh, Jack Bishop, Bishop the yeah. winger. Yeah, Jack Bishop. Yeah, right. Is he a tall guy, real tall guy? Yeah, oh, he's, he's kind of tall. Yeah, right. Hey, Mickey, he's yep. actually one of Neb's favourite players, mate. So just, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yeah. make sure we give him a wrap. Yeah, if you look back at um, all the old games on YouTube, you'll, um, yeah, you basically, um, well, let's put this way. They're the, the freak. They call, well, let's put it this way. He's responsible for why I drink six schooners or so at the sunny day <laughs> after a game, especially after grand final. He scored a freakish try um, in the grand final last year. So, um, um, so I think he... I think he owes me owes me a couple of beers for yeah, <laughs> raising that the, the dulcet tones ever so loudly. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's watching. Let's get it. Well, Mickey, you've been you've been my, my scout for for guests. So we might have to line him up before finals or something. Yeah, yeah, get a yeah. We'll we'll do we'll make something happen <laughs> because they're they're I think they're the informed team at the moment, especially in the northern yeah. competition. And yeah, like honestly, it's pains me to say that they're still waiting for. Bailey Crompton to come back. So mm. I don't know who you drop. I'm not, I'm not sure if Vickery's brother might've played. I don't know if you have a uh, team list yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I'm just having a gazer at it now. I did say Jake Vickery. He was playing second row. Yeah. So I thought he played good too. Cause I remember him playing reserve grade against Blamble last two weeks ago and scoring a hat trick. And I'm like, mate, you know, this guy could be easily playing a grade and you know, who do they, who do they drop with when Bailey comes back? So it's, it's, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, Especially when they've got like young Bailey Cox playing out of his skin, like the, yeah, the young exactly. 17, 18 year old, you know? Mm. Um, and Butterini, the other kid, I mean, he's playing for PBC tomorrow, I think, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're blessed there. Yeah. And um, I was going to say, like, and I said it last week about um, the Mustangs, is like they have a slow start, and this was probably one of their slowest if, in history, if not um, in more recent times, but they always find their groove eventually. Mm. Uh, mm. And when they find their groove, that plateau is a long one. And I said that at the end of last week's podcast. And um, and we, we thought they might be finishing in the bottom of a four-team competition, but now they're riding high top. And they're probably now even favourites, we've said with maybe the Raiders, to yep. win this um, tweed bubble competition. So um, but you're saying before, Mickey, about nighttime footy, and this was actually the first um, game in, um, under lights in any competition this year. Um it's a discussion we, we should be having. We're now we're heading into daylight savings in a few weeks with finals. Um, because now, I was saying this to, I think, Shore on the way back from Lismore. Because, I mean, we carry him on the podcast and commentary. Now I have to literally carry him when I back to Byron and drive him back. But, um, but Sorry, who, who's Shorey again? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. The one who doesn't do his research. That oh, yeah. yeah. Sure thing, sure. No, sure yeah. thing, sure. No, and all ser- right. jokes aside, all seriousness, um, I said to him, um, like, because with daylight saving coming up and um, kickoff's normally about three o'clock, and so that would push it to four. So you'd, in any event, you'd have to have it at four. And then the days are getting a little bit warmer too. You, are we looking at maybe for grand final five o'clock kickoffs? Just get your well, take, a take on both of you boys for that. Being at Mwollombi, it's because I've been to a night game for a while. It, I did find it a little difficult 
um, to see the action was going on. And you could notice some certain um, patches of the field were a little bit darker than the others. But for an atmosphere, you know, kind of setting, and like you said, you're at the top having a few beers and you know you don't have to work the next day, assuming mm. that it's going to be a Saturday night. It's, um, yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not saying that it's got to be like completely under lights for grand final, but you got to consider too, like three o'clock, it's already starting to get warm at three o'clock before then with mm. our savings that put what would be free is now four. And you probably, you know, now that we're getting into middle of October, you might be looking at five. Um, but Crossy, what, what are your thoughts? Mm. I guess if ever there was a year you're going to trial something like that, 2020 is that year. Um, I'd be surprised, Nev, if they do anything like that. Just I, I know what it's like, and mate, you've been there. You've, we've called them, and mm. I've coached in them, and, and played in them. Security is a big issue. Grand final day with the amount of drinking of alcohol yeah. that goes on, <laughs> and then and then you throw a night time into that equation, and that's a recipe for yeah. disaster. I guess. It's, um, and yeah. yeah, it's it's tricky, mate. And also, I'm a bit with Mickey. Um, unless you're at a field where the the lighting is really really good, it'd be a shame um, mm. to have. You know, some poor lighting in the bottom corner of the field, you know, just decide a premiership because of a lack of lighting or something. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of traditionalist in that sense. Yeah, I guess I guess you've got to find a happy medium. Um, And that's why I'm thinking um, maybe with daylight saving, maybe 4.30, maybe 4.30. Like like you couldn't have it. I don't think you could have it any earlier than four because three o'clock's a normal kickoff. And you couldn't certainly have it at three where you're playing at two when the sun's beaming out because everyone will just start dropping Mm. like fly. So... I think that's what I think they Byron played a few of their games last year because when daylight savings was still happening, it, they played at four thirty um, for the first couple of rounds. So, but anyway, I'm we're just I'm just what I'm doing. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put the opinion piece. So I know that Harrell's <laughs> be watching, and so <laughs> he, he can take it on our behalf or something. But anyway, I'll, that's, that's I'll tell you one thing which might um, you know coincide with the nighttime games. What Crossy said about everything being a bit more fiery and stuff like that, and the behaviour of the people. It was it was a it was a very physical game that game between Moolenbar mm. and and Kudjan, like as you could expect. Um, but my only it's it's not a concern. It's just a point that I noticed um, was it was it was it was almost the players were doing almost whatever they wanted. Yeah. Um, on the field, there was a lot of stoppages. There was almost like three brawls. Had like players mm. being dragged across the in goals when everyone was grouping together. Um, I think it was Kobe Mills might have accidentally flipped someone after he passed it in a dangerous tackle. Mm. Cameron Roberts, I think, done the same thing for Kujin. And then Joshy Ingol for Kujin went through and chipped over the top. And I'm assuming it was Toby McIntosh at fullback yeah. just tackles him without the ball. Yeah. And it just seemed like there was no repercussions for any of these things. Mm. It was kind of just a heated, everyone comes in and goes. And I mean, that's fine if you if that's how the game's going to be played. But I've just noticed throughout the whole season, it's been a bit more kind of controlled and there's been a mm. bit more kind of, um, you know, repercussions for these wrongdoings. And I'd hate to see it kind of change all of a sudden because we're so close to semi-final time when it is fiery and people mm. playing like this. And then all of a sudden semi-finals comes and it gets too heated mm. and, and we'll, we'll see people kind of getting um, maybe marched or, or suspended and things like that. So, well, I think it's just because it's, um, it's just because of the local derby every weekend. And I even, I even noticed that watch uh, when calling the rugby, you know, on Saturday, you have Ballina and Wallingbar on the reserve grade and, you know, there's no love lost there. And then Ballina and Lennox and that was heated too. And the crowd was, 
that the Wenning supporters had to go sit over the other side of the field away from the Ballina supporters, so that keep them physically distanced. Not yeah, and it, it's not a, it's not a um it's not a um you know a bad thing if yeah. it's going to be like that you know and it's controlled as Passion, such. Yeah. But if it starts to kind of flip all of a sudden, and uh, you know one week you just mm. you start playing, you play the same aggression, and you you find yourself sitting in the bin for ten minutes or something. I think it'll play. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it pans out for over the next few weeks leading into the finals. Sure. Because, like you said, every game is going to be a you know a local derby, and, and yeah. it's been physical. But I thought this one was kind of the. I was definitely glad I was watching up the top drinking beers and not playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, right. just before we wrap up yeah, that yeah, game, sure. there, boys, just sure. a quick one for Mickey. Do we know when, say, Sands is back, and and also Semi Grant? How far off are they? Um, speaking of Jake Sands. He is giving me no indication that he's back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I saw Sam. Well, Sam played last week, I think, or the week before against Kudrin. Week before, yeah. Yeah, right. So, no. I, I, even Bo Ryan, when I was talking to Bowie, they just got these niggling injuries that they just say they don't know when. And, and uh, you know, the, the, it, it's, this, it's the season to rest. If you need another week off, you're going to yeah. make the final. So, you have the other week off. And, yeah, you, you might lose the next two weeks by 30 points each. But if they get their team on paper back around one of the finals, um, I'm not going to be looking forward mm. to the team that plays them. And at this minute, I think it's going to be Belamble. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> moving along. Um, so... The one game which would have, would have been handy to talk to tonight um, because he was there with me, Northern United versus Mullum, 44-22. Um, Northern doing the business. Um, and Crossy, you saw it and you were there texting me in the game. Clarence Kelly, um, you, you wouldn't think he um, ever... You probably you were hearing rumours that he should be hanging up the boots and you heard other rumours <laughs> that he was going to be re- coaching Reggie's for Byron, but... He could go on for another three or four years the way he's playing. He played slick. Roy Bell had a blinder of a game. Um, sort of what we came to expect with Northern United. Um, uh, they raced out to a big lead. And just the vibe I got um, when I was in the box the other day, um, Northern being up 18-0 at that point, um, mm-hmm. I thought it just had that vibe that it's going to be Northern was going to put a cricket score on Mullum. And that's the vibe. But then, as we've said time and time again, um, Northern, when they normally um, don't put it away, they normally beat themselves and they just gave Mullum a, a bit of a hint. But not taking anything away from Mullum because now that I just said before, um, this was our first game outside the Twee bubble as far as live, live stream goes. And I just want to say Mullum really tried their hearts out. They really did. Yeah. They did not give up. They, they and, and, and I'll, I'll say this again about when I, because I watched Casino Ballina last night late last night, and um, I can say the same about Casino, but more so Mullum at the moment. Because, uh, as I, we said, they are probably, the, the, out of all the active teams at the moment, they're the one that's been hit the hardest with um, this border bubble thing. And we could go into hypotheticals about the whole border bubble thing and where they should have been, this, that, and the other, and what it is, what it is at the moment. But if you have your time all over again, Mullum would definitely be one of those teams that are playing in the Northern Conference because... Like they had before this, they lost 10 players on the fly. Then Wade Kelly um, was out with injury. I think he'd done a hammy and then they were already down. So there was one playmate, another playmaker gone. And then Reese Carruth had a suspected, what I believe, I think he said, might have said to Shorey, done his ACL. Um, oh, no. Yeah, but like it, it, it was an agony. And I think rumor has it, he said he heard it pop. So heard his knee go. So. 
I hope um, Reese, um hope he's um, doing well and a speedy recovery to him. But they were, they were already down to two players on the bench before half time. On top of all that, but they never ever gave up. They showed heart, and um, they done well to get within six points. And, um, and like where where it happened, what happens after this? As, as far as um, twenty twenty one goes, if there is a conference system, they'd be nestled into the Northern Conference, like they play, the juniors play Group Eighteen anyway. Um, but Northern United, they just put on a show. You know they. Um, like Roy Bell, Trevor Bolt was putting good kicks into the corner, just throwing off the the fullbacks. Um, but but yeah, Mullen, I was just coming yeah. off the back fence every time he carried his his leg speed, and he looked as strong and physical as I've seen him mm. in twelve months or so. Theo, so mate, he was good. But you're right, Nev. Geez, Mullen dug in, mate. Eighteen nil. I thought, oh, this could be anything. And then it's eighteen twelve, and mm. yeah, good good on them. They had a real crack on the weekend. Yeah, and um, and it just goes to show that. Um, like how much this game does me. I've said this, I've said broken record of how many times I say this on the podcast, but they all want to, because I think they know how much it means to them. Like the option is you go out and play. We might not, you know, win anything this year. Or we might not, we might only get a win or two throughout the course of the year, but it's your development. It's, it's what else are you going to do? It's like, mm. and so they're having a go because they know that the other option is you sit home and then a year of your career is gone. And a lot of, and a lot of these players are young boys too. So this is what the vibe I've got from calling these games and watching these players and watching the body language. Like, um, that's why it's like, it, it you would have, you know, forgiven Mullum to think and they just sit there and just, like, okay, we'll just let them run 70 points on us or whatever. We're, and I'll admit, I had a stomach gut feeling that could have happened. Mm. But they really dug in. They had a go. And with a full squad out there, we would have seen a much closer contest. Yeah, mate, absolutely. And again, you can only give them credit because they've, they've fronted up. They didn't have a Reggie's, you know. They're, just, they're doing right. their best. Because guys like um, uh, Kearns, you know, playing up front. He was playing reserve grade of Byron when I was there, you know, big, uh, big Kearnsy. So he's there playing A grade and with the greatest respect, he, he's probably not an 80 minute A grade player and he'd admit that can big I, Kearnsy, but, but he's out there. Can I just say, so um, you're familiar with Glenn Crusher Abbott, no doubt? <laughs> Very familiar with Crusher. Then you, probably, then, you, then you would have heard me say in the call that how he, he's just moulded a protege. <laughs> yeah. With, the, with, the, with the, the lustrous locks up, sure, he said in the call. And, um, Built like you tell you that you you think it was just um um it was a it's a it's an um, version two of um Glenn Crusher Abbott but um I hope I hope he's more well behaved than you know than Glenn Crusher Abbott the the original oh, one. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be hard. Then Crusher, uh, geez. Oh, geez, the big the big crush. Kearnsy just needs to uh, bleach his hair blonde and he'll be a dead ringer for Crush. But um, <laughs> but just on Northern United, Nev, because yeah, sure, we, we're speaking about obviously um Clarence, man. But I was thinking uh, on Saturday when you're sorry Sunday when you're calling that. Like, mm. let's not forget, you know, 2008 when I was coaching the Bay and we we won that competition. Clarence Kelly was playing then, mm. 2008 playing the centre, scoring those exact tries as what mm-hmm. he's doing now, 12 <laughs> years later. Like it's he's still going as quick as ever. Like it's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. most blokes lose their legs when they sort of hit 30 or early 30s. You know, Clark, he's just mate, he's flying. How good is he to watch? Seriously, oh, he gets the ball and. You're out of your chair. It was my man of the match. It was my it was yeah. my man of the match on um, Sunday. I think I said towards the end there. But um, Mickey, yeah. any anything you want to add to a, on Northern Mullum at all? Or 
it was just I, I was at the um, footy and I flicked over and the same thing caught my interest because it was it was eighteen twelve and you're like oh this could be an actual like a bit of a game and as I'm flicking through yeah just seen another try to another try but you know it's it's it, it just work on the little things if you're if you're Malin Bimby if you don't expect that you're gonna beat the Balloners and the beat the mm-hmm. um you know the Northern Uniteds they they know what's going on they're not gonna mope around and kick stones and stuff. They'll be working mm. on their little individual things, winning the rucks and working on their own game. And and I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one of my main concerns about having the whole year off is, you know, our reserve grade team is pretty average as it is. And I could yeah. only imagine we come back 18 months later, we've never played a game of football. Yeah, like right. it'd just be a knock off or a knock <laughs> on. Right. So get out there, have some fun, drink yeah. some beers after and it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah. And, um, yeah, and well I said, mate, <laughs> and, I, and I guess I guess I'll just say that um, in any future, if there is some sort of permanent conference system, I'm I'll just you know hypothetically um, that you'd think Mullen would have to be tied into whatever some northern setup is because um, as I said, they're the ones that are feeling the hardest at the moment, but they're still giving it a go, and um, they'll be playing casino at home I think on Sunday. So, um, but anyways, we'll, we'll move on to the next game. So. Casino and Balanoff. So we both kind of, we've all kind of predicted how this would, would go. Like Balanoff putting on a big score against Casino 62, 64 nil, something like that. Uh, much closer this time, 30 to 10. And it certainly showed. Um, I mean, it was a bit of wet weather football. So Balanoff didn't really get um, all they, um, um, all with the book or what they wanted to do. Whilst they did score some slick tries. Michael Dwayne actually scored um, one from dummy half at, um, Ran, he ran sort of, sort of like two meters the other way, pivoted, and then ran back towards uh, towards the sideline. And then he had a four players on him, but he had enough go go gadget reach to score. Um, this was very much similar to the Northern um, Mullum game. So you would think normally when you see on the surface thirty to ten, it's like oh yeah, Balna had their own way. Casino didn't have any stake in the game, but um, it was it was Casino once it was if you. Casino was the one having a go against Ballina and Ballina, like they were good in patches and, you know, Ballina being Ballina, but Casino, they actually, that's, and it was reassuring to say that from Casino to say like, well, look, we're, they're having a dig and, um, and with that also Noah King, who didn't play last week, played in the centers this week. So, um, played, played in the centers, Nev, did he? Yeah. Yeah. He played, I could see yeah, him okay. free. So, um, Zach Beach are doubling up after having a big game for the Trojans on Saturday as well. <laughs> um, um, so, but with that being said, Kel Sheeder um, still playing for the Trojans. Um, yeah, he played. He played on Saturday, but he didn't play Sunday. He played sure. only a couple of times uh, right. this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a couple of these boys backing up, playing playing um, double. So for, for Casino though, um, I, I noticed also Joe Olive. He he played at five eight. Um, Thomas McGrady. I think he played for Kyogre last year, one of those Kyogre boys that came over. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen um, mm. when you find, when Casino finally gel with this team and then Kyogre will come back in next year, where they're going to go. You know, so that's, I'm hoping for Casino's sake, they can just keep some of these boys together. Um, but, but then again, that's just going to throw another spar in the works between this Casino and Kyogre rivalry. Hey, Nev, did, with that thirty to ten score line, what sort of half time were, were the Cougars? Yeah, were they close or? Uh, it was uh, probably not as close as it was, say Northern uh, Mullum, but it okay. was like. Well, let's put it this way: it was it was the same sort of deal. Ballina went out to sixteen nil, and they right. pretty quickly, and then 
you think, well, Casino could have just fold, folded up the chairs then, but they, they, they really had a dig. Um, and one of the, one of the two tries they scored, um, like Bellin or one of the, I think it was um, Zach Beecher, whoever was playing fullback, ran up, and there was a one-on-one strip. Um, they didn't score right off that, but it's what got him in good field position to score. So, um, Casino, like uh, they must have been list- some of the boys must have been listening to you last week, Crossy, because they made just play made Bellin frustrated at times as well. Mm. And it was just they just played um, um, gritty footy, and it was because it was also raining out at Casino. It was was damp at state at least, but it, it just made Ballina take him out of their comfort zone. And that's pretty much how you, if you're going to have a chance at beating Ballina, that's sort of what you do. Just take him out of their comfort zone. And that's um, how the Raiders won that grand final a couple of weeks ago. Oh, sorry, a couple of years ago. It was about this two, two years ago to the day or thing or thereabouts. And then just take them out of their comfort zone, just play them mentally. And then just that's sort of how you get under Ballina's skin. But then again, Ballina are the bit are the masters of that. Yeah, well, the Cougars, they're definitely gritty and they try hard. And um, as I said, they're, they're building a good culture over there under Jason Ouchen. And mm. it's, a pretty, um, it's a pretty good club on, on the rise. They just need a little bit of leadership, Nev, which you've mentioned a few times. Mm. So um, I just hope this year they can just keep hanging in, finish year off, use that as a base, as a platform for, for 2021. That's right, yeah. And um, so I think I could just see amongst the try scorers. Uh, I can't see who scored for Casino because um, it's not available. But I know Michael Dwayne, Cameron Copeland, Matthew Colliner, and Reese Richards. He's, I think he did score the one at towards the end there. So thirty to ten. Um, so hopefully Casino that gives them something to work off. So, um, so the yeah, other game. Is there a team that misses out in the Southern Comp for the finals? Um, I top four think top so. Five? I think it must be. Oh. It's, if it's the same both, format, yeah, and if top four make four. it, that'll still give Malambimbi and Casino some incentive and, to and you know, put weekend. points on in the four. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be right. that'll be cool. It'll be cool. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, so now moving along. So this was the game you were at, Mickey, eighteen to sixteen replica scoreline. So the last time these two teams played, Raiders over the Jets. Um, Drew Lanson was one of the try scorers there for the Raiders, and Luke Jagger was one of. Um, because what I've got here, it says, I know there was four tries to three, but they, they, some of the names aren't being revealed. So apologies if I'm missing any players. But um, you boys both watched it. So for the next um, little bit, um, Miggy. That nah, crossy, take the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. So was it the same, similar finish to last time where um, goal towards I the didn't end? See- Sorry. Yeah, well, mate, I didn't see last game, and Mickey can comment, but the Jets were sort of down by a couple of tries, you know, with not long to go, and they, they scored a couple late. Is that what happened last time, Mickey? No, nah, it was a penalty goal in the last five minutes last time, but it was just just the oh, – I, I always be critical that if the, our, the NRRL sides, they don't play like an NRL side. Like if Melbourne Storm are winning by four and they get a penalty from in front, they'll take the two, right? Or if they're, if they're winning by yeah. six, they'll take the two. Just fun in this competition, you're winning by four or six, and you're like, nah, we'll score a try. And next thing you might knock it on. But Tweed Coast Raiders, it was they were winning by, I think, six, and they took the two to be in front by eight, and they eventually win the game by two points. So it's just mm. um, good coaching. Kyrie's there, he knows what's going on. Yeah, and, mm. yeah. that's a great Raiders. point, actually. There's a real Brent Kite mentality that that play, isn't it? Like, so experienced, the NRL, Clive Churchill medalist, you know, like yeah. they're they one of the few teams that do have that NRL mindset. Mickey, you're right. Sorry, mm. Neff. 
I felt sorry, Mickey. Well, you're here on a Tuesday night. You should be at, the, at training telling them that. So um, I just want to iterate too, just on a lighter hearted note. Um, we said on a few weeks ago when we had Oliver Regan um, on the podcast and we were taking, taking the piss a, bit, a little bit about um, how you were going to recruit him to Belamble and stuff. And we might have just put um, an idea in his head because you gave, you gave me, we were in our little group chat that we had, you, you sent this little the team list from Belamble and you had Oliver Regan and Hayden Hansen. And I just thought, Mate, I know you too well. You, you and Shory are the two people that where I'm. You're going to cry wolf, and I'm thinking, okay. So, and then it came. It occurred to me last night that you were you were legit, <laughs> Oliver. Mm. So we we must have put the idea in his head, and then you must have went and had a few beers with him. Uh, was it? No, actually, I I didn't have much to do with it at all. Actually, I think it was the football gods, and it was they're they're both they can't go out of the bubble or whatever. Mm. And I used to play with Tommy Rolls. Um, but I think the option was play, don't play for Ballina and not play football at all or play for one of the teams in the bubble. So yeah, but as it would happen. I'll ask you again. Did you do the Nathan Cross treatment with um, Krause? A couple of coffees there by, by, the, by the beach and just say, <laughs> so you're looking well there, Mr. Regan. Um, <laughs> you're looking good. You're looking good. Um, yeah, so, I definitely so, think someone at the club was doing that, but it wasn't me. Okay. So, and, and, and just assuming by the end of this season, so um, are you going to, had the, the um, you know, when you have your, your end of season, um, that if there is one, end of season drinks or whatever, you're just going to keep him stored away somewhere um, out the valley somewhere. <laughs> so, so he just happens to miss his clearance for Ballina next year? Yeah, no, I, I don't know what the, the, the deal is actually, um, but we'll, we're very glad to have both players um, at the club for the remainder of the year. And they got um, man of the match or players player. Ollie got three and... Hayden got two respectively and they played fantastic and yeah, we'll just play it week by week. I just had a chuckle though when I, when I saw that because we were, we were just, it was all satire and then um, we, so well, then uh, I'm fit. And then I actually said, and I actually think I said to him when we interviewed him saying, um, well, maybe, you know, because with the whole bubble thing, you might think of and then, Okay, I, guess I did know. The, the Duano podcast <laughs> put the idea in his head to come and make you happy, Mr. Yeah. Coleman. Well done. I, I, I knew last week I had to keep it a secret. Oh, well, well played, Mickey. You, you, mate, that was <laughs> well, a straight back. I was just, well played. I, I because just thought, I, I didn't want to, I didn't believe it until they were playing and they're still running yeah. out of the field. I'm like, but, nah, I still so, don't believe it. So in other words, it was bullshit when you told me at the time because I think you told me last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and welcome back to the Duano Podcast, episode 15. And joining me uh, as a special guest for this weekend, well, if you go back to, um, what was it, March last year, 2019, first weekend of March, two great things happened that weekend. It stands out quite fondly. It's not because I got turned a year older a couple of days before that, but um, I actually met my partner, Stephanie, from that weekend on the Sunday. But on the day before that, I got to see this young lad going um, on in Northern Rivers Titans debut, score right under the sticks in Grafton against the North Coast Bulldogs, and he scored many a try since. And then just a few weeks ago, just lining up in his A-grade debut for the Cudgeon Hornets. And I feel, let's put it this way, I'm, I'm glad I don't have the honour of having to pick rookie for the year, but I, I kind of wish I did because it's going to be so many <laughs> candidates there. But one of them there is Jalen DeGroote. Um, mate, pleasure to have you on the podcast. We've been a big fan of your, your, um, your gameplay for the last um, year and a bit. Um, so, so. Uh, you got the night off training, so how did that eventuate? Yeah, no, um, 
I was speaking to, um, I was actually speaking to my 18s coach. I was like, am I all good to not come to training today? Because <laughs> I, I, got, I got something planned. He's like, yeah, yeah, all good. Are you all sweet? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sweet. I just got something on. And he's like, yeah, I'm Just sweet. a superstar. He just wants to come and <laughs> just jump on, <laughs> jump on the chat here. So, um, yeah. So speaking of which, um, what a past couple of years you had. Um, so as I may mention, you did play um, for the Northern Rivers Titans in the under-16s last year. Um, went into won, won the, um, the title up in the Andrew Johns Cup. Um, and you've went and made your debut this year for an A grade just a few weeks ago. Um, we all, I've said it because I've covered both the Kudjan Hornets and, the, and your Titans um, games. I've always earmarked in pretty much all those games that you, as well as you and Tommy Weaver and a few others um, in the Hornets set up that you were going to be earmarked for, for A grade in just a matter of time. Did you think it was going to come this year um, with COVID or um, was this sort of always going to be in the mix? Yeah, well, it was sort of my plan going into this year was to, for the 18th, win the, the Northern Rivers title again, mm-hmm. win that there and play at least one game of A grade. And with this whole COVID thing, I think it's, kind of helped me because there's a few boys that not playing and all like that but so just to play one game or I've I've only played two but it's like mm. one of the two best games I've ever played it's awesome <laughs> to be a part of it's and, really it's, it's awesome yeah and we can vouch for that because I was on the call with um with Mickey for the first one and Crossy for the second one um and uh and it was just um well I mean I'm I've seen, as I said, I've seen you play in the Titans game when you scored four tries against Newcastle in Ballina at the start of the year. So um, did you find that, um, and I've said this in the calls in a lot of those games too, that uh, because you've got Thomas Weaver, because you've got Jack Field just be- and um, uh, Oscar Bryant as well, um, and you've played some of those boys playing as far as country, growing over the UK. So you had the Christmas break and you didn't really have much of a break. So do you find... Um, that spine being together time and time out and plus being mates outside of football, do you find that that's what's helping you get guys getting, helping each other in a way, getting to where you need to go? Yeah, well, I've played footy with uh, Tommy and Oscar and all them boys for, I think, seven or eight years now. Mm. And we're on, on and off the field, we're like best of mates. We're, we're real close. And I think mm. it just helps us all play together and just gel together when we play because like, we all know what each other's doing before we do it. It's just sort of natural now and it's, it's it's just awesome to play alongside your mates especially especially like a high level with a grade to mm. debut with tom and parker was also just, just awesome yeah mm. and, and that's what I, and that's what i've said in in calls and then um in these podcasts and i just use balloner for balloner seagulls for example for for their dynasty that they've had that where they've just um they're all mates with each other outside of school. And then their dads were probably mates with each other back in school, back in the seventies and eighties. But, um, so, um, I believe, um, Crossy said something last week or two that you're carrying, um, a leg injury or so. It's, is, is that, um, how's that all going for you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's me, me left knee. It's a, it's okay. a bit touch and goy. Yeah. It's, um, I've played, I played last Wednesday for school footy. That was my sort of get, get back game. And then, so that was my first game back in two two weeks. And then I'm just I didn't play Sunday just to get myself ready for our grand final tomorrow night. Actually, against Kibra. And so Crossy, if I, yeah, sorry, 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 keep going. Sorry, Jalen, keep going. Um, yeah. So if we win that, if we win that tomorrow night, I'll probably won't play Sunday for Coogan and then play the Queensland final next Wednesday. But I'm looking to come back to 
Kildren footy pretty soon. I'm pretty pretty keen on it. Yeah. Sweet as. Sorry, Crossy. Um, that, I'll just run the question to you. No, that's all right. Um, Jalen, been um, mate, really impressed. But obviously, mate, I'll be honest. I haven't seen you play until this year, and uh, mate, it's been a pleasure to watch you so far, mate. So congrats on on what you've done so far, oh, mate. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I've just actually raced home. I, I was uh, I was at Crum and Eagles under nines footy training with your uh, PBC coach Brad Davis tonight. Actually, um, our boys play in the uh, yeah, in the under nines together there. So. Mate, tell me about Brad and, and tell me about your PBC and, and your chances tomorrow night. Oh, Dave, yeah, Davo's a Davo's a great coach. One of the probably one of the best coaches to have. He just he just knows and reads the game. Like he just he's just so smart and everything. And with the team we got and the confidence we've got, we're because we're the only team undefeated in this comp. Yeah. And we've just got we've just got heaps of confidence. We trust all our boys. We got heaps of talent throughout the park, and like we. Beat Keeper by two. The last time we versed them, we had like four or five players out. So I'm pretty confident we can get the job done tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a bit nervous tonight, Mr. Davis. So um, <laughs> I think just just a bit a few playing it cool, nerves, but playing it cool. So um, yeah. mate, all the best tomorrow night. And I think yeah, that's cheers, um, that's what we've been sort of talking about uh, at an N Triple RL level with with the boys here is the fact that um, it's it's tricky, mate, isn't it? As far as juggling the school footy and, and having your people within your club and, and that understand that, you know, that they've got their club hats on, but by the same token, you know, you're in that school environment playing footy with your mates that you've grown up with. It's, it's super important to, to you personally and, and to the school, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the juggle. So I know that we're, mate, we're looking forward to seeing you back, um, you know, in a couple of weeks, hopefully you get the result tomorrow night and then, Mate, going to bigger and better things next week. But just to, to cover off on, on your uh, NRRRL uh, side of things and your debut, mate, how did you find the speed of the game playing A grade, say in relation to under-18s and also the physicality difference? Just just explain to the, all the listeners out there how you found that. Yeah, definitely. I was pretty nervous. I didn't know what to expect when I first stepped out in the field. But I got the ball kicked to me pretty early in the game and I just, just sort of ran. I just braced for impact. But... I sort of busted through a little hole, so it kind of just kind of gave me a bit of confidence that it's not it's like it's not as tough as I thought it was, but it's still like it's still definitely more physical, more quicker than any football I've definitely played in my life, and it just helps then going back to say school footy or maybe playing eighteens. It just helps my confidence knowing that it, it's not going to be as quick or as strong or as powerful as the people I play against in A grade. So it's good confidence booster at the same time as it's good just good competition. Yeah, mate, mate, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll hand it over to Mickey, but, mate, yeah, looking forward to um, yeah, seeing you back in a couple of weeks for the Hornets. Switches. Yeah, I'm actually going to give you one more week off, Jalen, because you played Blamble this week uh, again. So if there's anything like last time, hey, just look after that knee and make hey, sure you, yeah. you win this week, tomorrow. So. Yeah, we'll mate, he was ready to give you the week off when he was in commentary when he scored, scored that trip in your first five minutes for the Hornets, by the way. He was like saying, mate, I'm going to go out there and get him replaced. <laughs> no, well, I'm, yeah. I'm in the kind of similar boat to Crossy um, in that I haven't really seen much of that whole kind of young... Uh, nucleus of players play because we were more in the Gold Coast competition last year. But can can you just um, confirm with me, Jalen, how old you turned this year, and if you know your height and how heavy you are? Um, so I turned seventeen in January this year. Mm. Yep. And I'm probably I think I'd say one 
187 or 188, close to, yeah, and probably 84, 5 kilos. Yeah, mate, because I went through the highlights of when you're playing the, the Titans game and you, you look yeah. about a foot taller than everyone else out there already at fullback. <laughs> and if you're mid-80s already, mate, you're still growing. So it's going to be, um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be exciting once you get that bit of a growth spurt going. But you were talking about the, um, the A-graders and I, um, I'm actually a Cudgeon junior myself. I played a bit of um, footy down there, 2008 best defender in the juniors. So, <laughs> um, But I was just wondering, who, who do you... Who do you kind of mesh with at the senior players? Is there anyone down at Cudgeon? Uh, you got the O'Grady's, uh, his coach and things like that. Is there anyone that you really kind of get along really well with, with the senior players, maybe in like the late 20s or early 30s or anyone that's really taken you under the wing at all? Um, I get along with most of the boys really well. Like I get, they they brought me in with open arms. Um, really like I get along with all of them. Probably Tim James has helped me a lot, actually. He's probably guided me probably the most, but... Even not not but even saying that having like Sandy Jake Sands helps me a lot. Sammy Grant, both the Zebel brothers, like it's even even Miles Donnelly, like or even like even Josh Sleber, like all of them, they're all just there, just helping you. Cause they like I don't know it's like it just feels like family, even though you've been there for like mm. me for only like three weeks now. Mm. It's just everyone's and, so tight. It's just awesome. Yeah. And you played all the junior footy with Kudjan as well, did you? Uh, so I started, I didn't start with footy. I started soccer until I was eight. And then from there I played, started my footy at South Tweed. And then I was Valamble Junior for two years. And then now I've been at Coogeon for eight, eight years. Yeah. Yes. So since under 12, Sweet. no, under yeah, cool. 11, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. A bit of a journeyman already, but you yeah. found your, you found your feet at Coogeon already. So yeah, it's, yeah, 100%, it's a bad yeah. place to end up. So, so Jalen, yeah. I just um, I noticed over your is it your left shoulder there the the Union Jack headgear that I'm being noticed to seeing now. Rumor has it that yeah. you scored that over in the UK somewhere. Um, is that true? Yeah, yeah. So I went over for the Battlefield Challenge <laughs> for Group 18. Okay. We had a two week tour of England and France. That's right. And yep. in our competition, we one of our last games, their fullback had this had that headgear on. Okay. Yeah, the Hagger Irons had a plain white and red one. And that was actually, I think that was one of the games where I probably had the best of my tournament. And he goes, and he goes to me, here, mate, you want to switch headgears? <laughs> and it was just, it was just this Pommy one. And I was like, oh, it's pretty good, pretty good thing to have. Like, I can remember it. And I'm, I'm English myself. So yeah. I it just, gonna, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take well, it happily. I was going to say, I was going to say, has that been giving you good luck as of late with um the, the amount of tries? Because I think, I think you've scored more tries, like, and this is just the ones that I've watched you play calling your game. You've probably scored more tries, and and I go, I, as of course I've mentioned my partner, she lives up in you know the coast. You probably scored more tries than I've had weekends up the coast this year. So, and that's <laughs> so already. So, um, with that being said, um, so with the final series coming up now, um, and hope with your knee saying it's a bit touch and go. Um, how how are you feeling towards this final series? I mean, I mean, Kujan had a good, uh, they had a bit of a slow start between the the first couple of weekends, which before they had constitute the Northern Southern Conference, and now Kujan hit their straps. They kind of just dipped a little bit. So, um, where are you thinking um, you can pick pick it back up? I just think we've had we've had a lot of injuries for yeah. us Kujan boys. We've had we've had a lot of injuries, and I just think. When we get our full strength side back, we got we got we got some boys coming back this week against Balamba, which is 
good. So slowly we get to our stronger side. I was going to say, the don't, it is. don't don't tell too much because he's he's, <laughs> yeah, no. he's listening. Yeah, he's, no, listening he's listening with he's interest. Out, he's taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I just um, think that when we get our full strength side, I think we're going to be a good good contention for the final series. We're looking to make a really good run. Of course, and and pretty confident. Of course, because I've I because uh, I've been watching you boys for a while. And I, and I know that um, there's some good thing that you've got some good crop of young players such as yourself and um, and give it and hopefully you boys will all stay together and um, you'll you'll go on for big things and if um, uh, and I've always, we've been waiting to to see it but because of the whole COVID thing we're seeing it now but it's as I said we're all fans we're all fans of what you do Jalen keep up the good work get it back on the paddock soon and um, hopefully by finals time um, us boys will be in the box. Um, um, watching you do your, do your thing. Yeah, sweet. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for having a chat. No worries. Good talk so, to us. No Thank worries. You. Anytime, Jalen, we'll get you back on soon and say hi to your old man for us. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> right. See you later. Okay. So that's tomorrow, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's have a look at the table um, between the two conferences. So I've just looked here. So Moorlambar on six points. A win there now will take... Well, they're pretty much almost assured top two um, with two rounds to go. So, with a good four and against of 60. So, they're on six. And a win, you'd think a win on the weekend would um, put them uh, more on top. So, if, if they were to go on to a grand final, they will host. Um, you had the Raiders on four points and the Jets and Kudjan on two apiece. And for the Gold Conference, the Southern Conference, Ballinor on eight, Northern United on six, Morris Brothers four, and Mullum and Casino both on two, um, which answers the question from last week where a, um, a buy does count for two points. Uh, okay, so let's um, preview round six. Um, so we're at the Valley, Blamble, Kudjan. Um, so Mickey, yeah, you, um, it's... It's already in the book. I mean, it's it's not helping your um. I'm just looking at um the amount of points um on the whole on the tipping comp front here, mate. Yeah, when are you gonna lean over to Kudjan or um or is it this, not this week? Yeah, it's not gonna. It, well, it's not any <laughs> other week either. So <laughs> that big day in the valley this weekend. We got Old Boys Day. We got our sponsors and um yeah, and a little special tribute to an ex um Lamble Junior. So yeah, big day. I think Lamble will win. Okay, Crossy. I agree with Mickey, mate. I'm gonna hope I don't jinx them, Mickey. I haven't um, normally. I back them and they, or don't back them and they win. But just after watching that game in the weekend, it's the first time I've really watched the Jets closely this year, Nev. And man, I was impressed. I mean, I, I love watching Mitch Backman. He, the, he generates quick play the balls all the time. I'd love to be sort of having carries off the back of what he does. And just with the yeah, they're just all effort. The Jets. I, I love watching them play. And I think with the, the players, Kudjian have got out. Good time to get the Hornets, so go the Jets. It's the reason why you got four out of four last week, Crossy, and oh, well, so did I. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but no, I'm going to say Jets too. Um, I just think, um, yeah, for everything you just said, the Crossy plus, um, as you said, Ned, when you've told me it's um, Old Boys Day, that just lifts the fuel up a bit. A bit, yeah. um, bit every day of the year. Every day of the year. So you'd think that's that's going to be a couple of tries that aren't so um, Raiders, once again, Raiders have another home game, uh, three in a row. So they've got the Moorlambar. That's, geez. So it's 
two, I think it was two points that separated last time with the Raiders and Mustangs winning the second time around. And so, oh, and it's at, at Cabot too. Mm. Um, Crossy, uh, who, do you, who do you like? Toss a coin, Nev. What, what do you get? Heads or tails? That's that's sort of where I sit. Um, mm. I will back the Raiders. Um, yeah, look, seriously, mate. I, I don't know. They could go, go either way, but um, let's go with the Raiders. I've got no reasons why. Miggy? Mm. Uh, mate, they just... Uh, they, they're always involved in the close games. They beat Belamble by two points twice. They beat Kudrin by four, mm. and they lost to Mwoolumbar by two. Mm. So mm. if it's, they know how to win those close games. They like those close games. And if there's a, you know, a place to put Mwoolumbar in those close games, it'd be Tweed Coast. But mm. after watching Mwoolumbar on the weekend, uh, I, I can't tip against them. So I'm going to tip Mwoolumbar. And it's going to be a classic. Um, and I think you're you're spot on there, Mickey. It's um, just watching, like when, covering. Well, it was only just a couple of weeks ago. Um, um, Merbar and Tweed, when we were at there at Merbar, was just um, like neither team did anything wrong. I just think I think if Tweed were to to win this game, they're going to have to just keep a cooler head. Um, I know, it's, as you said, you said that about um, the Murbar Kudjan game the other night. They just get fired, fired. All the players get fired up, you know, for these for these tweed mm-hmm. I just think just just off the back of um, when just from a couple of weeks ago, when how tweed like Murbar just got under their skin just a little bit too much in that quarter. I just think if they just um, don't let the little things get to them too much, then I think the Raiders will do it. However, I think Mullenbar are in that in that form where. Once, like, once they find that form, they'll put any team away and, and they'll do it well. Um, close one, but I'm going to say Moolumbah. So, um, I'll tell you what, Nev, I hope the Moolumbah fullback's been practicing uh, catching high kicks. Yeah. Uh, whoever that yeah. is. is yeah. it, who's playing? Because Lyndon McGrady yeah. will be yep. terrorizing him. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm just trying to see who that might be. McIntosh, maybe. Yeah. McIntosh. Oh well, he's a, he's he can certainly he certainly put he can put him away. Like he, he did it pretty well yeah. when Lynn McGrady did it the other weekend. Um, was it two weeks, three weeks ago now? So, um, yeah. so now the, the Raiders, the Raiders. Sorry, I was just gonna say the Raiders had some pretty ordinary, simple errors on the weekend too. Mickey against the Jets. The Jets didn't make them pay, but. If they do that again this week, the Mustangs will put points on each time. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think Tweed Coast would be disappointed in their effort, but they got the win. So, you know, yep. it's mm. that that's who they are. That's what they play. That's what they're about. So, yep. yeah. And, um, but anyways, that's what, that's what I, I believe that, um, Tweed and, and I'm about to say another team in a sec. Um, when Tweed don't get up, it's Tweed beat themselves. Um, and mm. so, which brings me into the next game, Northern United Mara. So, the only way Northern, I feel for me, don't doesn't win against Morris is that they beat themselves, uh, and that just comes to their um, when they get out to eighteen point leads or twenty point leads, and then they just um, sit down, have a cup of tea, and um, put the cue in the rack. Um, there was sort of glimpses like that against Mullum, um, and probably and Mullum got within to six points, and they did that with only um, fifteen players available to them, and not that, and it wasn't there. It was probably their third, fourth. Ch- pick team in, in all fairness because of um, players lost to the bubble and whatnot. But um, as you said, they didn't even play Reggie's as a result. If Norvin did that this weekend against Maris, then Maris might make them, you know, not. But for the same reason, as I said two weeks ago, Norvin have got the points. 
and they'll beat Morris on Sunday. Uh, Crossy, you want to? There you go. This is a big week for brothers, in my opinion, boys. This is they really got to show that um, all those expectations and the hype surrounding them at the start of the year. They're gonna they're gonna show this week what they're made of. Um, I'm not convinced though. I, I think Northern United's classier players are, are going better than than what Morris brothers have got at the moment. So I'm going to stick with you, Nev, and, and tip United. And Mickey. Yeah, I'm the same. I think I said I'm not going to tip against Northern uh, for the That's rest right, of the year. Right. So I'll you tip Northern. Too. I mean, Lismore had, uh, well, Maris Brothers had the week off, so they might be feeling a bit refreshed. Uh, but yeah, just the way the, the Northern United's boys are playing. I reckon Clarence Kerry, Kelly would be a cool person to get on for a chat mm. too. So if he's yeah. we'll, we'll game, I reckon they'd be entertaining. Let's make it happen. Boys, good, good luck. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to get two words out of Clack. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll you might have to, might have to edge out. Clack, if you're watching, I'm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> but but uh, with that being said, Northern United, anything less than an 80-minute performance, I, I, I feel Maris could take it from him in a close one. But um, I think I've seen enough of Northern. Though, and it's it's not just their back line. It's their forwards. Like, they played it up the middle so well. Um, as, and then they just um, they get it to Roy Bell, Trevor Bolt. They get a kick away or they flick pass under the sticks. And... Um, uh, and Maris, well, I have, in all honesty, I haven't watched a whole lot of Maris this year because I mean, we only covered our first um, seven bubble game, you know, in the last, well, you know, in the last six weeks. So um, it'll be interesting to see where Maris is at, and I can get a feel for them too. And then I can, but just covering Northern a couple of times now, um, I just think Northern will get the points on them. They're good for 40 point, 30, 40 points. Whether Maris is too, time will tell. And now the other, the last game, Mullum versus Casino. Um, as we may mention, who is, who's going to take that fourth spot in the final series in the Southern competition? I'm going to go first here because I saw both of these um, um, over the weekend. I'm going to say Casino. I think Casino because only because I think they're both got some heart and they both show heart at the right time. And they're probably about level pegging on that from what I saw on, on Sunday. I just think Mullum they're already down on troops. And I think the reason why um, uh, the reason why we haven't seen Shory last two weeks because he thinks he, he might be at training tonight for Mullen for all I know because yeah. they're, they're running out of plays. He's, he's strapping the boots on. We've, yeah. we've, we've been putting the petition in. We've been, you know, he's, he had a good talk to the coach from Mullen on Sunday. and yeah. um, He's going to play. So, he's got, so Shory might be playing. So, yeah. but all, all serious, like all jokes aside, um, I... Uh, it's just Mullen's going for a rotten run. Um, mm. And whilst I've got the heart, and they'll be at home at Les Donnelly Field. Um, I just think Casino are just showing, they're just, they're just showing, starting to show the right um, with that game against Balanus, or like they might be able to grit out a win. Um, close one, though. I'm going to say Casino. Mm. Uh, Crossy. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if this will be an absolute bludger of a game or, or an absolute cracker. Um, it, be a cracker. I think it might be the latter. Yeah, I think it'll be the latter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mate, I agree. Because um, Mullum at home, no matter how bad they're going, yep. a game against Mullum at home is never easy, boys, as we know. Um, Casino, I've got the, the big trip across from, obviously. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm really on the fence on this one. Uh, I think I'll tip the Cougars. They might have a little bit too much class in the end. Yeah, because Dane Pet- Petty, um, he was moving the players around well the other, yeah. other day. Noah King. Probably Noah King's back, yeah. 
you said you asked me this two weeks ago, I'd probably say Mullen, but um, I just think mm. no Reese Carruth, um, Wade Kelly's still a little bit ginger, he didn't play on well, I don't think he played very long on um Sunday, so that's their, their structure. Um, and yeah, they're just injuries and border bubbles and the whole bit. Uh, Mickey, yeah, I read on the um, the Facebook for Casino, they had another two people make their debut, Thomas Shaw and Jordan Pike. So if I don't know if you said before, did you say Malum didn't play reserve grade? No, um, no, they didn't play. Week. So uh, I, I'm going to tip Casino and maybe some of these um, debutant youngsters will, will get a kind of a decent crack in a few minutes and, and it'll be a, you know, a win-win scenario for Casino in that sense. Mm. So, but at the same time, yeah, I don't want Malum to lose by too much. No, I reckon it'll be a cracker of a game. I just think, um, like if could, if um, I mean, it, Mullum's been the topic f- for the vast of this podcast tonight. It's just, um, I'm, I'm glad I actually got to have a, a weekend out of the Tweed bubble, so I can have a look at um, some of these teams. I'm in the Southern bubble, and um, and like it's it's easier to one thing watching huddle, but watching it live is another thing. And I just think the boys are really putting their effort in week in week out, and um, and. It's like, as I said, it's like, let let them play, let them let them do what they do. There's still mm. only a few weeks left, um, and I'm sure they'll put it on a, on a on you know what they feel is to be a classic game out at Les Donnelly Field on Sunday. Um, okay, so that's all that in the books. Um, so once again, um, I'm I'm stuck with Shory again for <laughs> for this Sunday covered up, boys. So um, so you'll be out of Blamble on Sunday. Um, for mm-hmm. that's that's a given. Crossy, what's Sunday life for you this weekend? What's the mate? It's funny you ask. I was just thinking that then. I'll, I'll have to clear the calendar with the wife and uh, the kids. See what's happening. I'm actually thinking about going down to the valley and watching the Jets play. I'm, I'm excited by um, Ollie Regan's. You know, one of my favourite players <laughs> in this competition. Yeah. But um, but old boys day down at the valley. That will yep. be a cracker, Mickey. So mate, I will Men- let you know. Mention my name yeah. at the gate, Crossy, and um, and I'll look double. after you. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I'll Sweet. be I'll be back in the Tweed bubble um, come Friday anyway. Um, I cool. Go out at Kingscliff and um, what's we had some good eating in Kingscliff, boys. Um, because oh, uh, how long you got? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. just send it in the group chat then. <laughs> Speaking of eating, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, um, and then, it's yeah, well, well, you know what? And yeah, that too. And um, and on top of that, I'm gonna get my rugby book out and then learn learn some of this stuff because I'm out at Walling Bar on Saturday for Ballina versus Walling Bar. And so, seeing who's gonna play the Trojan in the grand final. There you go. Cool. Have a good, good one. Good luck, all. Yeah, well, I'm gonna need it. <laughs> all right, gents. Love the pleasure as always. We'll be back to normal time slot next Wednesday. So that was Duano Podcast episode 15. Um, subscribe to the channel and subscribe to Instagram. If you, um, if you play, want to jump on for a chat, just, um, click us a message. Um, and, um, yeah, just let us know what you think until then. Um, we'll see you on Sunday, match of the round. Um, will be me and Michael Shaw on the call. We'll see you then. Have a good night. See ya.